I'm Tierra Drake and I'm the founder of Girls on Another Level. In a nutshell, Girls on Another Level aims to progressively empower women who are a catalyst for success. It is my mission to highlight African American women who are well established in their careers. What is needed are inspiring and real stories from women who have experienced things and can help guide other young women on their desired career path. My passion is to explore women's stories and what it really takes for women to be successful. The goal is to elevate and inspire the minds of women while they navigate their journey to a beneficial future. With the voice God gave me, I am committed to helping others become a girl on another level. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. That scripture is coming from Luke chapter 16, verse 10. All right, guys, so welcome back. Um, it's, it's been two weeks um, since I posted an episode. So thank you guys for, for holding out. Um, I had to take some time, had a little vacation, and, you know, I got to edit these episodes myself, and I, I just didn't have time, but we're back, um, but really, that scripture just stands out to me because, you know, if you can't be appreciative and grateful for the small things God's doing in your life, what makes you think he's going to bless you with bigger and better. You know, I sat with a friend not too long ago um, and I gave her an activity. So this is y'all activity as well. Really just take the time and write out everything that God has done in your life. That is probably not probably it will fill up the whole page that you have probably a couple sheets of paper um, and just really reflect on all the things that you may not even, you know, think about at the top of your head, but simple things like waking you up every morning, the ability to have food, water, shelter, clothes on your back, you know, it's the small things. So just that's the assignment. Take the time, reflect um, on all the things that he's done for you. And you'll you'll be so grateful for everything. But that's that's enough on my little spiel. Um, but you guys, this episode is going to be a good one. I'm telling you. Um, but can you guess from the clip that I'm about to play what career we're going to be talking about today? Our new website launches in a month. Great work, everyone. Launch means... Marketing though, and marketing means content. We need something that's like punchy and shareable and does well on social. Um, who is the customer again? Millennials. Thank you guys and welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. Today I have the honor and privilege to interview Monray. And if you don't know, just Monray is marketing by Monray. And if I say that, you already know who this is. So she's going to be dropping gems the whole interview. She is a entrepreneur and a marketing coach here in Atlanta. Hi guys. Yes, I am marketing by Monray. I'm a marketing strategist and business development coach. And my goal is to help entrepreneurs make marketing simple. That's why we're here. Um, so I could be able to help you guys with your marketing and ensure you guys learn my million dollar marketing system. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, I know that you are now coined as marketing by 
by Monterey, but before mm-hmm. we started out around 2013, 2014, um, you launched Rare Necessity Brand Management. So mm-hmm. that, what I heard, was supposed to be a clothing line. So how did you mm-hmm. go from wanting to start a clothing line and pivoting to marketing? Wow, yes, yes. Where I gotta find where that's at on the internet streets. But yes, it was <laughs> yes, it was. So um I really don't know. So I know that I wanted to start a clothing line and I was like, I want to do something, right? Like I really struggled with finding my thing. Like, and I didn't really realize at the time that I could sell my brain, if that makes sense, like I could sell my knowledge. And I was like, okay, I gotta find something to do. And I tried so many things from selling t-shirts to all kinds of things. And so I wanted to start as a clothing line, but um, one of my, like my friend at the time, she was like, nah, I don't think you can do that. You know, y'all don't think you should do that. But I was like, okay. So I started, I seen an assistant in um, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. She posted and she was like, I need an assistant. And I was like, I need a job. And so I didn't know necessarily what an assistant did. But when I started working with her, that's kind of when I went full force and everything. And it, everything that was natural to me. Um, and that's when I really realized, started to begin to realize that marketing and branding and business was a, a skill that was given to me by God. Yes, I love it. Yeah, so I mean, it really just by becoming her assistant, because I still didn't really know um, what it was called at the time, because this was like mm, 2013, so a lot of people didn't necessarily have marketing agencies or branding companies like that wasn't as and they weren't coaches you know like how we kind of see today wasn't really a thing so especially in Mm -hmm. so i was i started with her and i also my my uncle he works for um nike in their advertising department and so i will always see him do these commercials with like lebron james and all this stuff i'm like oh you're so cool you know and that is when i really began to discover that what i knew was a talent and what i knew could help other people make more money in their businesses yes i love that so that was right around 2013 you're in college Mm -hmm. but once you finish school what made you decide to go to atlanta to you know expand your your brand management and absolutely so you know you you hear about atlanta being a black mecca <laughs> of, of our entrepreneurs yes. and you're like you know that's where i need to be especially if you're an entrepreneur and so in my mind i i well before i even went to school i wanted to go to clark atlanta and I didn't, I ended up going to University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. And so I'm like, okay, I think it's time for me to go to Atlanta now. Like I got my business. That's where all the businesses are. They need me, they need marketing. So for me, it made sense. I knew I wasn't gonna stay in Hattiesburg. I knew I, me going back home to Memphis was never a thought. So Atlanta was just second nature. And I literally left maybe two weeks after I graduated. Oh, wow. You was ready to go, girl. Okay. <laughs> the next pact, okay? Yes. See, now, I feel like, of course, Atlanta is still that hot spot. Like, this is the Hollywood of the South and everything like that. But it takes a lot of courage 
to move from either your hometown or a small town and make that big move to Atlanta. So what would be some advice you would give to someone who's like, how can I stand apart from the crowd and make that jump to Atlanta and start my career? Absolutely. So first I would identify like what's the reason why you want to be in Atlanta in Atlanta because Atlanta is not a magic wand. <laughs> it's not going to you move here and then everything is going to eventually work out kind of thing. No, you still got to work hard and it's a lot of competition here and it's a, you know it's just a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta that you get adjusted to. But I moved away from I moved about 4 hours away from home when I went to college. So me moving to Atlanta was like I didn't even think about the risk part of about it but I always tell people one thing that I think that helps me stand apart is that I am I don't mind doing anything once like if I do it once and it fails cool you know like let me try to go back to the drawing board and fix it so if you feel like you need to be here in Atlanta if you feel like you your brand needs to be here then you need to figure out how to get here because that is what's stopping you from your success. But also know that understand the reason why, because like I said, Atlanta is not a magic wand. I still got here and struggled, okay? Struggled with a K, okay? Like it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now you did point out something and it's so crazy time and time and again, I've been having conversations with people like, okay, yeah something may not work the first time but I've been having the conversation with people where they're like that's where I gave up and it was like mm, that was my sign like I don't need to be doing this but I love that you brought up the fact that you're able to try something if it doesn't work you'll try it again or try something new and I feel like that is one of those major keys to success because that's got written in his will for you to get everything on the first try you are just blessed and that's a miracle but it takes time it takes practice and I think that's one thing now you know people look at social media and don't see you know the downsides to people taking big leaps and moving to new cities new states and having to really work and hone in on their craft so I just want to say thank you this season because you just try 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 and don't give up because I don't think God lands stuff on our hearts, you know, on our minds to do as far as passions and careers and hustles just because, you know, so I right. feel like that was just another confirmation for people that are going to be listening. Like just because this one way didn't work, that doesn't mean we don't need to try to figure out other ways. Exactly. No, for sure. For sure. Atlanta. Now I know you said that you did struggle. So how are you able to, get yourself out there and start gaining clients here so for me i always say like like i said going back to i don't mind trying anything once okay so i literally started to dm everybody that i thought was in atlanta and i was like you need me and this is why and not to say that you know immediate success came i think it took me probably about two maybe three years after i got here that i felt comfortable enough you know with where i was at and really starting to see some type of success in my eyes 
And that really went back. And even though I started making money, but just like being consistent, you know. And I think that's one thing as an entrepreneur. Like sometimes you can have really, really good days. You can have really, really bad days, you know. But just you're kind of searching, especially in the beginning, for that consistency. And until then, it was, you know, just the art of the finesse. Just hustling, just trying to make sure that, um, you know, everything worked out. Because there was no plan B. In my mind, there has never been, well, I could just go work at this company or I could just do like, there has never been a plan B in my mind. So I had no choice but to Mm -hmm. make this. Yes. And so I know through that process of you moving um, to Atlanta and kind of trying to figure out where you're going to start and how you're going to scale, you know, your, your business and everything like that. So, you know, once you got that confirmation and you were getting responses back to having potential clients, what was like, yep, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really, and you know, I don't necessarily always feel like, you know, it has to be where you're at. It has to be what you're doing because you can be in Massachusetts. (laughs) but if you're doing what needs to be done then you are doing everything and now especially that we're in a digital world but the aha moment for me that I was like okay girl you doing it it was I believe was like at the end of 2018 and it was well going into 2019 I was about to file I was filing my taxes and so I'm pulling um I'm pulling my receipts and everything for like square and all of that where I got my invoices and it said that I made $102,000. And my first my first expression was like, oh my God, I got these six figures. Like, that's crazy. The second expression was, dang, who took my money? Like, <laughs> where is my money at? You know? <laughs> and so it was just like almost a revelation because I truly believe for at least for the first few years of your business that you're serious about it you gotta just put your head down and just work you know and i feel like that's why i didn't even know that we had hit six figures because that wasn't even a goal like i just put my head down and work my goal is to serve my goal is to show up my goal is to you know do marketing and then i was like oh okay that was cute we did six figures now where's my money Yes. Oh, and then you you answered a question that I was gonna ask. So I love that because you know you had ended up making like ten thousand in four days, and it was mm-hmm. like, what? Wait a minute. Right. You know, and I was gonna ask as far as like, how are you able to stay grounded? But just knowing that, that this is something where you have to keep going, you definitely answered that question. And I think mm-hmm. now for people, it's kind of all about the money, but you mentioned like, what's your ultimate purpose? Why are you doing this? It's not just for the money because I'm sure the average person wouldn't want to hear other people's business problems and, and where they're stuck <laughs> at qualities and skills and just the right, you know, personality to, to handle that type of thing. So what are some of the maybe like two or three you know qualities you think a good um marketing strategist should have or any entrepreneur yeah so if we're talking about a marketing strategies because i feel like it's two different things right i always tell people and people don't believe me but i'm a marketer first i'm a coach second because i to the my core i truly 
love marketing. Like I love the numbers. I love the strategy. I live and all. I'm living a campaign at all times, right? Like I'm always thinking about content. I'm always thinking about numbers. I'm always thinking about how to strategize. That's just how I live my life. And so I think that a lot of people as a marketing strategist, you have to, a good marketing strategist knows a couple things. One, they understand the numbers intimately and understand how to react from the numbers. I think a lot of times as strategists, or even as an entrepreneur, this can go across the board, but like understanding your numbers and knowing what to do with what you just read, you know, being able to move the way that you need to move. And I think that really makes a good, a, a good strategist. The second thing is really understanding, especially if you are a strategist in marketing, or you're just a CEO, but I think as a marketing strategist, understanding the language and the thought process of a CEO. Like a lot of times, even when I step back into the role of a marketing strategist, the reason why one, I, I'm able to charge a premium price and the reason why I'm able to get more results is because I understand it from a CEO standpoint. Not only do I understand what you are thinking as far as this marketing, but I'm also thinking about the finance department. I'm also thinking about the operational department and most strategists, most marketing people are very silo for their department. And so when you can do that and think about a CEO and because at the end of the day, me at included, even though I love marketing, when I'm in my CEO seat, I like the bottom line. Like tell me the results. Like I don't need all the intricate stuff. Like what's the results? And so being able, because for CEOs it's very black and white. So being able to do that and talk their language. And the third thing I would say is pivoting. Pivoting is very important, even as an entrepreneur, but also as a strategist, like you have to be okay with change and changing fast. You can't wait. You can't launch something on the first and wait until the 30th and be like, oh, it didn't work. Oh my gosh. You can't. No, you have to change. On the third, we should be looking at what's doing, going, working. On the fifth, we should be making a new plan. So like being able to change very fast because marketing is ever changing. It's always something new. It's always a new algorithm update. It's always a new thing that we have to learn. So being able to change and pivot fast is really a skill that all entrepreneurs and all strategists should have. Those are some great qualities, especially pivoting because COVID really kind of kickstarted that for everybody to kind of get in their heads. I'm glad that you brought up that skill because mentioned 2020 was a, a huge year for you and most people would think because it's a pandemic that things you know are going to slow down but you made top of January that 10,000 in four days but you did kind of have you know a slow you know couple of two months that February and March of 2020 and things kind of slowed down for your business mm -hmm. but at that point um for starting to hire a team so you have like hr and other people under your team but how did you know um to pivot and kind of still go for scaling your business full out yeah so actually i stumbled into scaling honestly <laughs> um but the thing that i pivot, pivoted was people don't know that i literally had a whole campaign before the pandemic like I had went to go shoot content. Like it was about tax season. And I shot content, I shot videos, I shot pictures, all kind of stuff. 
And literally March 2020, you know, we about, I think I maybe posted about three times and then boom, it was like the pandemic was everywhere. And I was like, I can't keep talking about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, <laughs> this not, this not what's relevant right now. And so literally um, about two weeks later, I came out with a program called Pivot Under Pressure. I seen a lot of businesses was closing. I seen a lot of people didn't know what it what to do in entrepreneurship. And so Piv, that's when Pivot Under Pressure came out. And it was a um coaching program, a group coaching program that I had. And to this day, all my students in that class is like, man, thank you. You know, because there were our we had students in there that were hairstylists and their salons were closed. So I taught them how to be able to sell online and really make some money still and you know, just hold them accountable with that and get them through the pandemic so they can still make their six figures, still be able to support their families. And so um that's when I just realized that pivoting is so important because you can't be so stubborn because I could have been like I don't pay for these videos I don't pay for these pictures I don't shout out this stuff they gonna get this content and it was and I would have missed out on my blessing because that next month we had did 50k because of that program and the next month after that in May we did 100k because of that you know just put because of the the momentum and so it was like if I didn't listen and if I didn't pivot I would have missed out on my blessing Oh, girl, yes, because then you campaign for the lockdown and then mm-hmm. you ended up doing a, I believe it was a 12, no, 24 hour marketon and mm-hmm. you did your book and you, you were coming out with a whole bunch of stuff. And so I think it's really amazing to see. I think people get caught up and I personally, this is for me as well. Like I get so focused on one idea and it's like, okay, what's next? Brought in this huge audience and okay, now what, what you going to do with them? You just going to leave them hanging. So it's like the fact that you're able to just be creative and find different ways. After you did the lockdown, then you started the million dollar planner and oh girl, those planners. Whew. That could be a whole topic by itself because <laughs> those planners are beautiful. Thank you. So what's that process like for you with creating content in a marketing plan? Yeah, so I mean, the process is definitely always collaborative with my team. I think people think that I come up with these amazing ideas by myself and I always be like, no, it's I got a team, you know, but we're able to kind of just, brainstorm with each other like i may say something and they'd be like because that's where i'm corny they'd be like that's corny <laughs> so they were like uh-uh, let's do it like this you know so it's just having that collaborative um atmosphere to be able to come up with ideas because i always feel like everybody is creative literally like everybody has a creative bone in them you just have to ask yourself the right questions to be able to pull them out but yeah, for us creating campaigns, it's always a team effort. Um, luckily, my boyfriend is a director, so he always are giving me like the bomb ideas and he's always thinking of stuff. So that allows me to also have like the creative um, banter a little bit so we can come up with creative ideas. I think that's awesome. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, power couple. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
and if I'm not mistaken, um, I know you did one marketing campaign and it was like the homecoming campaign that you did. And you oh, were like yes. in the school and everything. Yes. Yeah, I love that boy. Yes. I love like well, I'm I so love all of them. Let me correct myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, the homecoming campaign was fire and we didn't even get to roll it out all the way. Um, because we ended up canceling the event, but it is coming back this year. So we will be rolling out that campaign um, actually in July. So we'll be re um, rolling out that campaign and then we'll have a new homecoming campaign in September. So that is something we are definitely working on. So they can go ahead and be ready. Yes. yes. Every marketing campaign she dropped is fire. Yeah. Um, power. Yes, with the fur coat from the lockdown, whatever it is that she's doing, yeah. it's fire. So you don't want to miss out. And people get so caught up in, oh, I want to be able to say I took the credit for doing this all by myself and mm-hmm. you pulling out your gray hairs because right. <laughs> you may like it, but you don't know how that's going to appeal to, you know, the masses. And so I like that you're able to just sit down with your team and you guys are able to think out ideas and properly execute them because I know for me like when I was younger I used to draw I used to write poetry all types of stuff like that but is that something that you can pursue long term and anything creative now is popular again but back then that's something you know people are like you need to be a doctor a teacher a lawyer you know and that's that's not for everybody I know it's not for me so (laughs) It's cool to hear. And so I know that you said that you have your team. So is that how you're able to explore every idea and, you know, evolve from what you have? Yeah. So, okay, let me preference this because somebody's going to listen to this and create an excuse for themselves and say, I don't have a team, so I can't do it. Right. But I have a team now. But when I was doing, when I launched Pivot Under Pressure and the lockdown, even campaigns that I used to launch for my clients, I did not have a team. And so, and my team was fairly very new. So those creative ideas came, did come from within. But I think that you could, so you can be creative without having people all the time. So I don't want people to be like, you know, I can't do it because my brain got 50,000 people that work over there. <laughs> so that's how you can do it. No, you definitely can still do it. But now, you know, having a team, it just allows you to be able to have that collaboration and make the idea better, right? Because it's not just you thinking about it. You have different, you know, people thinking about it in different ways with different ways to present it to the world and understanding because one thing that we try to make our campaigns is very simple. You know, like we don't want it to be where you just don't understand what's going on. And so we try to make sure that it is a very simple campaign. And so um, that you at least understand the marketing message. Like even when we did the Upgrade You campaign, all you kept hearing was upgrade you, upgrade you. So you knew something was upgraded, you know? And so um, with that, it just allows us to be able to get people to really have something to hold on to. Yes, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you made that clarification because somebody was going to be in my comments talking about something. Yep. But she said, no, she didn't. You ain't hear the whole thing. So, <laughs> yes, I love it. 
<laughs> now, I know that you have a team now, but when did you know it was the right time to start hiring people and bringing people on? Yeah, so the point, so I have a team in the agency. Um, I had my first employee in 2018 and it was at the point where I felt like I needed to turn work down is when I was like, okay, girl, you got to get somebody here, you know? So then um, when I actually went to education, I didn't have a team anymore. And I was like, okay, so I need to figure out how I can like get all of this stuff done and so because it's a very hard to have help and then go from doing it doing it by yourself have help and then go back to doing it by yourself again it's like the ghetto okay <laughs> so it was like okay i need help like i need somebody um that can help me and so that's that's really where it went from and i immediately began to hire again so i could be able to find the, the right team i love that i love that okay and so now, what's a day in the life like for you? So I know you may not have as much, you know, that you were dealing with when you were coming up with these campaigns by yourself and scaling this business, mm -hmm. but I'm sure you're probably still hands-on as much as you can be. So I know you have the programs, the coaching, other mm -hmm. projects you may be working on. I see that you rent out cars for Turo and all yeah. this like so how are you able to manage everything? What's the day like for you? So my days are so boring. <laughs> I'm always here on the computer, always in meetings. Um, but more recently, I've been really trying to make a more time for me with going to work out and doing different stuff during the day. Like sometimes I used to feel bad as a CEO, like, oh, I got a way to go get my nails done. I'm like, girl, go get your nails done. You're going to be at work to nine o'clock at night anyway. You know, you might as well go ahead and go. So for me, you know, most of my day is managing the team. And now that we're virtual, when we were in person, it was a lot more moving around. But now mm -hmm. that we're virtual, I'm always here on the computer making sure that things are getting done. I'm either in meetings trying to get a deal or I am, you know, just talking to people, serving in any capacity that I can. Um, so that that's what my life looks like. I'm pretty much on the computer all the time. <laughs> and see, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because... You know, everybody now is kind of like nine to five isn't for me. Corporate life, no. And everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, which there's nothing wrong with that. But people think, and I had this conversation with one of my friends like two weeks ago. And he just transitioned from, you know, undergrad. And now he's like, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to be getting out into the real world, finding a, a corporate job, but that's not something I want to do. I'm going to start a business. So I'm like, mm -hmm. what business? Right. Well, I went to school for business, so I'm find something with business. Hmm? Okay. Well, you got to, you know, think about it some more because people say, yeah, I don't want to be stuck in an office, but you spend more time, you know, being an entrepreneur and getting your business off the ground. You can't just shut it off at five o'clock because you're tired. Like, I think it's something that needs to be stressed because people think they're going to live the easier life, but it takes time. Just like for you, you started in 2013 and 
you really didn't start seeing movement for real to like 2015, 2016. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to stay grounded, but know what you want. So I'm definitely glad that you brought that up. And so I did want to ask, um, is there any advice that you would want to give to someone that is looking to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, for sure. So definitely understand your why. Um, because it gets ghetto real quick, okay? Um, and entrepreneurship, and you have to have something to hold on to because you know it it doesn't always go the way that you want it to go. It don't always move at the pace that you want it to move. Like it's always something that's going on. So really understanding your why, because you if your goal is to make money. You can make money and still work a nine to five. You know, there is nine to five people. That, and I know this is like contrary to popular belief. Like you probably wouldn't think that I would say this, but I do not encourage everyone to be an entrepreneur. You know, like I would be remiss to say that this is the easiest thing you'll ever do. No, it's hard. It's hard. There's no days off, you know, until you get to a certain place where you can have that time freedom. But as you're building, there's no days off. There's nobody that can, when you're ready to call in sick, there's nobody to come in. But if you know that this is for you, if you know that God put you on this path, you know this is just not just uh a go by win opportunity then i say find something to hold on to because it's gonna get rocky you know and be prepared Mm -hmm. for the win because it's going to get crazy but just know that at the end of the day you're doing this for a bigger purpose yes i love it i love it i yes and i'm taking that advice for me too because i (laughs) it's it's just tough it's like you said just finding that why but you gotta stay grounded if this is something you're really passionate about so i appreciate that advice for me um and i know some people that are gonna be listening and are gonna appreciate that as well um but as we wrap up i know they're probably if if you haven't heard of her yet which you should have already heard of marketing by monray but we'll talk about that later but you know from the campaigns we talked about i'm sure they're probably like well where can i find you so share your social media platforms your website and where people can find you yeah absolutely so you can follow me on all platforms at marketing by monray that's m-o-n-r-a-e you can shop our website at mobuniversity.org um, you can join us on our Facebook. Um, we have a free community where we drop drop all kinds of tips and it's over um, 6,000 people in the community. It's called Millionaire Mob University. And so you can connect with us there. So I would love to see all of you guys in the mob. Yes, I love it. And I too bad this episode wasn't going to air out by tomorrow because I know <laughs> you got that webinar. I didn't sign up for it tomorrow. So... <laughs> people that are listening she's always i've never seen someone on social media that is just so open and willing to share gems and help people like she is truly truly doing what she loves and what she's passionate about so please go check her out if you need help with your business please reach out to her she does coaching all of that so i definitely wanted to say thank you so much for dropping these gems and i appreciate you for being a part of the show Absolutely. Thank you.